This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall, the teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars, and that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. up everybody welcome into the orange and brown report this is your tuesday edition today is july 21st hopefully you are all doing well before we get started with our redraft of the 2002 draft we are going to talk to you about betonline.ag and thank them for our sponsorship here in the blue wire podcast network they do a fantastic job they're offering their welcome bonus using the promo code blue wire get in there bet on things currently going on nascar ufc golf, among many others, and get ahead of the game with basketball, baseball that are right around the corner. Football seems to be on the right track, too. So again, while it lasts here, welcome in, get that welcome bonus, go to betonline.ag, use the promo code BLUEWIRE, take advantage of that opportunity. That's betonline.ag, our online wagering experts. Now, we're talking 2002 draft. So the Browns come into this draft actually picking 16th the first time. They have not, uh, you know, this marks a couple of things in the draft, really. You get the 32nd team, finally, the Texans taking uh, the first pick overall, and then you get the Browns coming in without a pick in the top three for the first time since their return. They go 7-9 and nine in 2001, start to show signs of what could be, right? Butch Davis's first season uh, after the firing of Chris Palmer, 7-9, and nine, and uh, made a nice push, obviously didn't make the playoffs, but, you know, it made a nice push, especially early in the season when you thought this team had a real shot to do something. They closed the season losing, uh, f- I think, four or five of their last six or four of their last five. I think it was five of their last six knocked them out of the playoffs after a really strong start that, that had them sitting in, in a great position, right? Had them sitting with, uh, let's see here, one, two, three. So they were they had four losses against... Six wins, they're sitting at six and four heading into the final stretch of the season and then ended up closing out again seven and nine. But it propelled what would be a, a nice 2002 season with the way the 2001 team was able to compete. And this draft helped with that, obviously, uh, in a sense, as you, you will hear about the running back that we're talking about. He helped in the short term. But we might have a better answer for the long term. So, um, yeah, this is an interesting draft in terms of what the Browns could have had, so let's dig in. If you look at the Browns draft, they picked up an extra fourth-round pick. Sorry, a couple extra fourth-round picks. They went William Green, running back from Boston College, with their 16th pick. And he, you know, gave great memories, run William Run, but it's well-documented the troubles that William Green had in his career in the NFL. Only ended up going for uh, 2,109 yards, only three seasons really as a starter, nine touchdowns, pretty disappointing 
The second round pick, pick 47, Andre Davis, the Virginia Tech wide receiver, 156 catches, 2,470 yards. Has about maybe one or two years you'd consider a starter, kind of a letdown pick there, especially considering who was available. The Browns finally spend their first top 100 pick on a lineman in this draft, first one since the return. Pick 76, uh, that was Melvin Fowler out of uh, out of Maryland. But he played 87 games, started about four seasons. Kevin Bentley, Northwestern linebacker, is the last pick that we are going to touch on today at pick 101. Then they took Ben Taylor, the linebacker from Virginia Tech, Darnell Sanders, Ohio State draft pick, their first one since a return, pick 122 in the fourth round, and Andre Davis, the linebacker, who uh, had the best career considering um, some of these guys in terms of longevity, and he played with Cleveland for a long time and started plenty of games, so that was nice to see them pick up that positive pick. Andre was out of Florida, and then the last pick was Joaquin Gonzalez, who never really had much time at all in the NFL, 46 games out of Miami. Uh, looks like he had his one lone starting season with Cleveland where he played, uh, started 11 games in 2004. So another underwhelming draft class. But when you look at the redraft, that's when you can really see who the Browns could have had and it could have changed things. And again, to, to reiterate the rules, this is a year-by-year basis. We don't build on drafts every year. We're just looking that if all Browns drafts stayed the same except for the 2002 draft, this is who they could have had in this situation and um, it could have changed their future. So again, it's isolated to one single draft. You're not looking at building upon it every year. Um, you could, like I said, you can go back and listen to the others and see what we've done in years past. But if this draft is the case, right? So this draft starts. If you look at the very top, um, David Carr uh, ends up going number one. Disappointing career. Uh, 65 touchdowns, 71 interceptions, sacked a ton. Um, Pretty underwhelming career for David Carr. Julius Peppers, fantastic pick. Just retired at the end of 2018. 159 career sacks. Joey Harrington, another disappointing quarterback out of Oregon, went third. Uh, Other notable names that went before Cleveland's pick 16 that we were unable to pick. Bryant McKinney, the tackle, went to Minnesota. Roy Williams, the defensive back out of Oklahoma, goes pick eight. John Henderson, the defensive tackle, goes pick nine. Levi Jones, the uh, offensive tackle of Cincinnati. Dwight Freeney, pick 11 out of Syracuse. Fantastic career for the Colts, went 11. Jeremy Shockey went 14 to the Giants. Albert Hainsworth, the pick before Cleveland, pick 15, the defensive tackle. So that brings Cleveland's pick up, and we can completely redraft. Names that I would consider here, um, you know, probably really only one name. I'm not even going to mess around. It's, it's Ed Reed. Ed Reed was picked 24th. The, uh, the safety out of Miami goes on to have a Hall of Fame career, 534 tackles, 64 interceptions, just gone down as one of the best defensive backs to ever do it, a nine-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, started for 11 total uh, total seasons. His last year was 2013. Look, the guy was phenomenal. Um, one of the best ball-hawking middle field uh, safeties that we've ever seen in the league. Very cerebral, very smart. You see quarterbacks like Peyton Manning talk about how smart Ed Reed was. Bill Belichick does the same stuff. If you get a chance to check out Bill Belichick's most impressive play he's ever seen, uh, Ed Reed is uh, involved in that play. So that's the pick. I don't think it takes much thinking uh, to uh, to consider who to take there at that point. It's not, it's not all too challenging of a selection. So um, Ed Reed goes with the pick 16. If you redrafted the entire draft – 
for every team, you know, with every player being eligible, pretty sure Ed would still be the first pick uh, in this draft considering how well his career went. Uh, pick 47. Not a ton of names between pick 16 to pick 47 that I would be all too interested in. A couple names that stand out. Um, uh, Charles Bentley was pick 44 to, to New Orleans. Obviously, he landed in Cleveland eventually and an un, unfortunate infection that ended his career before he could get started in Cleveland. was a heck of a football player. Again, unfortunate he never never got the chance to be a Brown. I know he was very excited to do that, but didn't didn't quite pan out. Andre Gorday, um, a five-time Pro Bowler, the guard out of Colorado, would have been an interesting pick. He went 37. But to me, the pick's obvious. At pick 47, um, a guy who was available and taken in pick 51, so just a few picks, five picks later, four picks later, sorry, is, uh, is Clinton Portis. Browns drafted a running back with pick 16. Clinton Portis out of Miami, still available. 9,923 rush yards, 75 touchdowns, 247 catches, 2,018 yards, five touchdowns. Started seven years, two-time Pro Bowler, 71 total games. Uh, Pretty no-brainer pick for me. You could make an argument for Brian Westbrook, a guy who is still available at this spot. But uh, to me, pretty obvious player for the Browns to pick considering they needed a running back at that time, and, and he's an extremely good running back for a, a nice stretch of time there and uh, just makes sense all around. Pick 74, um, other names that were, were selected in front that are of, of note, not a ton of good players really selected in front of of uh, of where we are between 47 and pick 74, or sorry, pick 76. And uh, just just old school names that you probably haven't heard in a while. Antoine Randall L was picked. Antonio Bryant was picked 63, who actually became a Cleveland Brown later on. Um, Deion Branch is in there, who had a nice run with the Patriots. Uh, That's really about it of names that that were remotely interesting. Picks after Josh McCown. Yeah, that Josh McCown who just retired after 2019 is uh is pick 81 so he's available if if we uh, are looking at guys that could be picked and again pick 91 was villanova's brian westbrook who was still on the board uh, we are not going to take him because we have already taken a running back Ohio state's jonathan wells was pick 99 was still on the board so kind of names that were you know available in between our pick and the next one just guys that are this is just a weird draft a very top heavy draft not a ton of uh of deep skill sets in here when you get later on and really an underwhelming draft class in general when you're looking at this class uh not deep names at the end that you would you would love maybe like 2000 and 2001 had so uh we will actually go with if we're looking at guys who produced uh pick 74 we are going to go with a name not not a ton of people remember but he was picked in the fifth round pick 156 aaron campman who had uh the third most sacks in the class behind peppers and freeney he had uh, 58 total sacks. He was out of Iowa. Uh, so Aaron Campman was pack- picked by the Packers. But we're going to take him at pick 74. A nice productive defensive end, strong side defensive end who can anchor some things. thought Campman had a nice career. So uh, that pick makes a ton of sense to me based on who's available because there's not a ton of great talent available, uh, especially when you get into the third round. You could consider Chris Hope, the Pittsburgh defensive back, who was taken out of Florida State. He had 20 picks, top five in this class. Um, otherwise, it gets pretty slim pickings. But uh, the last pick is pick 101, which uh, the Browns spent pick 101 on 
uh, linebacker Kevin Bentley, who never really made a mark in Cleveland, only had a couple seasons as a starter. We're still looking for good interior line play. Uh, we really have not had a high draft pick offensive lineman in any of these redrafts. I've kind of complained about the Browns not doing that. But uh, we went out and we thought that a, that a good pick here would be Jonathan Goodwin, guard, who uh, who had a nice career. I think he ended up making one Pro Bowl in his career. He was picked by the Jets in the fifth round, pick 154. He was out of Michigan. So you might recall that name out of Michigan. Eight years as a starter, 195 total games. So, you know, for where he was picked and and the, uh, the the career he put in and to make a Pro Bowl, I think it makes a ton of sense for the Browns there. Pick 101. So you could have had to rehash this. And very logically, again, this isn't the top of the draft. This is pick 16, so you're picking the middle of each round pretty much. Could have had Ed Reed. Could have had Clinton Portis. Could have had Aaron Campman, the defensive end. Could have had Jonathan Goodwin, the guard. Uh, that would be my redraft for the Cleveland Browns in the 2002 season, uh, heading into the 2002 season when they could have made another push toward uh, toward the playoffs. So the Browns finally getting over that hump, going from 7-9 to nine to 9-7. Nine and seven. And again, Run, Run William Run is a great memory, but could have Run Clinton Run, which was you know would have been an even better memory and would have had a Hall of Fame safety there, which would have really helped the longevity of the defense. So this is fun, always fun. We appreciate you guys listening. Check out what's going on over at the OBR as camp starts to get closer and closer. The rookies are going to start reporting soon. We'll keep you, uh, keep you as updated as we possibly can, given the access the media will get. So thanks for joining us. Hopefully you're enjoying these redrafts, just something different instead of the usual minutia. So thanks for taking time. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with a guest for the 2003 redraft. Appreciate your time, and as usual, go Browns. Go Browns.